to now. What is up, everybody? It's the Survivor Buffs coming at you with another exit interview. This one very long awaited. Ever since the preseason, all we've been hearing is voce, 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 voce. So we are really pumped to have you here. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm glad my uh, preseason uh, uh, reputation was better than my actually in-season reputation. <laughs> it be like that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little, li- little snag in my road. Little snag called Tiffany, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, one thing we've uh, done to the guests we have on from this season is. So before the season started, me and Gideon did um, a fantasy draft. Like uh, I feel like most Survivor podcasts have kind of adapted that into their agenda at some point. But um, like- it was pretty much just whoever ends up with the winner on their team wins. We kind of did like a snake draft. Every round was like male picks, female picks, so on and so forth. Uh, you were one of the earliest male picks. I think you might have been the go. third or the fourth. Gideon. Get out. Gideon has you. Um, I don't know if it was just the the Tennessee connection. You're not from Tennessee originally, right? I'm not. I'm from LA, but yeah, Tennessee. Okay. I was actually living in Tennessee when we filmed. So, okay. Yeah, I was trying to trying to pull up the team so you could see. But, um, how old were you when you moved to Tennessee? Was it just for work or? Yeah, I moved. I moved to Tennessee right after uh, medical school. So in 2014, I moved to Tennessee, and then I was doing a little commuting between Tennessee and Chicago. That's when I mm. overlapped with Xander living in Chicago. Um, mm. and I got pulled when I was originally cast. I was actually living in Chicago for 41 pre COVID. And then when COVID hit, I ended up moving back down to Nashville. And that's actually how I think the, you know, I, I don't really think production would have had two University of Chicago people. And so Xander wasn't originally cast for the original 41. He was a late addition after COVID. And so mm. when I was pulled again to go on 41, after COVID, my address and everything changed and I was living in Nashville. So it went, went, mm-hmm. went across the references um, at that point. And then after the season, I'm now back up in Chicago. So that kind of threw, I think, production a little bit for a loop being like, wait a minute, how did these guys end up <laughs> you know, literally on the same college campus <laughs> next door to each other? Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, I, I figured you weren't like a native like Tennessean because I didn't hear the twang. Like y'all. Y'all is y'all is a great word. You know, Jeff, <laughs> you were saying come in, guys, and you know, they were trying to sort out. I'm just like, just say come in, y'all. It works. It's yeah, like, yeah, that would have been good. That would have been good. Yeah. Right. Where um where in LA are you originally from? I'm from uh the suburbs, Redland, San Bernardino area. And then I went to school at UCLA, so lived in Santa Monica, Westwood area for a while before doing Chicago, Nashville, and that mix. Oh, okay. It was all over the place. And now I'm going to come join you guys in New York in a, in a year or so. Um, yeah. So kind of get to experience the whole entire country, which has really has been pretty cool. Right. Yeah. So what do you consider home? Is it that will always uh, be L.A.? No, actually, Chicago feels like home now. You know, I've, mm. I've been here now on and off for really 13 years. And mm. uh, I just love the city. It's an easy city to live in. If you get used to the cold, the cold... <laughs> Cold is really cold. When I moved here from LA, I literally had a <laughs> um, and I quickly learned that you have to have a different wardrobe. Uh, but you know, Chicago handles the cold so well. Tennessee, when I was in Tennessee, and it was snow. The whole city would shut down. Chicago, yeah, it's, it's nothing. It's like yeah. you know, you get. 
I think I've only seen two or three snow days in my entire, you know, 13, 14 years of being here. I mean, they handle feet, feet of snow, no big deal. Um, it's yeah. just a great city. And actually, Sarah, she just moved here. Um, I think, you know, I had, I'd like to think that I had a little bit of role in propping up the city. Um, and so she's here now. Liana's from Chicago. Xander's here. Um, you know, the whole cast ended up coming here for uh, some of the reunions during the season and then the actual finale reunion where we all got COVID, which we won't talk about, um, was here in Chicago. So uh, it's a great city. And I think the whole cast uh, was able to get a little taste of Chicago and enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 I can't remember um, a time seeing like a cast after a season finished that I can remember, like where every where so many uh, people had gotten together. Um yeah. Yeah, like, you know, like, it, was, it was a little, it was a lot unfortunate, the fact that, you know, the reunion, the live reunion obviously couldn't happen because of COVID. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, a unique feature of the season is that, you know, a lot of the pre-jury never met, you know, some of the actual, you know, contestants. And one of the things that people don't really think about is the quarantine that we were in was so long. The quarantine was 15 days in Fiji. And actually, yeah. back up and say, we which is when the one girl had the positive COVID test and they scrambled to get Tiffany out there uh, to replace her. So we did three days in LA. We did 15 days in Fiji. And then our pregame was nine days, which is one of the longest pregames. I think it's actually maybe the longest pregame ever. Um, and some there's some theories about that. Jeff, when he came in and introduced himself to us on the island, was uh, mm-hmm. had a military escort uh, because he was still in his COVID quarantine. Something happened where he was behind us. Um, so our pregame got stretched. So we were literally together for, you know, 24, 25 days before the game actually started. And so we, you know, I, I think that just created kind of this unique kind of bond. And so it's been really cool to really actually meet everyone, get to know everyone. And there's a, there's a really kind of a connection um, that you can't really describe that comes from being out there together. Right. Mm. But it seems like, especially with your, I was, I can't remember who, I think it was maybe um, Eric. I had asked this question to when we interviewed him or Abraham. Um, it seems like your cast, uh, from what we've seen on like Instagram lives that you guys do, and just how much you guys have hung out, uh, especially considering like, you know, all the travel restrictions and everything that there are. You guys have still managed to hang out and go to each other's homes. Um, it seems like you're, for the most part, your cast is just. Uh, tighter than most casts are yeah. especially like especially compared to recent seasons i've heard yeah. you know horror stories from like the 30 season 38 cast and yeah um, I'll, I'll, let me let me let me set the record straight on some of this so we, we are extremely close and the pre-jury especially i think mm-hmm. i think it's a, a universal feeling the pre-jury i can tell you after spending the two weeks with them are just an amazing group of individuals just really um, you know, Brad, Genie, just some amazing salt of the earth people that are just have lived life and just you, you talk to them, you yeah. know them, and it's just an awesome experience. Um, our pre jury Ponderosa, all the handlers have said, you know, was one of the most fun Ponderosas that they can remember, even though it was a really shitty situation, not just being pre jury, but Fiji being shut down. But the uh, jury Ponderosa was known as one of the worst jury Ponderosas in the history of Survivor because mm-hmm. of all the tension, all the friction. And, you know, a lot of that you expect in the game of Survivor with all the emotions that go into it. But a lot of it, you know, there, <laughs> there was tension. And it's funny being, you know, out of it, not being there, but being the pre-jury, we're kind of like the Switzerland where, you know, everyone kind of tells us everything that goes down. So we hear all the sides of the stories. I mean, there were some raw emotions and 
and there were there shit went down in the uh, jury ponderosa and the stories that we've heard um from non-players from players uh it was not a cute ponderosa so um i'm glad that the casts are close now uh but i mean there there were some raw friction that that, that happened on there yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel like i feel like not a lot of that was because sh- i watched some of the ponderosas and yeah a little bit was shown between shan and ricard but like for the most <laughs> part they were making it seem like like butterflies you yeah, know oh great there, there's still there's a couple ponderosa videos and i think it's obvious which ones where it's like mm, <coughs> this feels like we're walking on eggshells here um and uh yeah but like like i said i'm glad that the cast uh, has by and large moved on and everyone's very cordial and we enjoy each other well so what do you like if if you had to attribute that to something like why do you think your cast specifically has been able to remain close is it just like just by chance your guys personalities mix well or is it because of like COVID and being the the, the larger quarantine or yeah so I honestly believe that everyone that went into this game was a huge Survivor fan. And I think that's unique. I, mm-hmm. I think before, you know, they've recently, you know, with the casting shift after Lynn Spielman, you know, uh, Jeff took over from Lynn and they kind of had this big push not to have Mactors anymore. I think everyone is a huge Survivor fan by and large. There's a few people yeah. that are not as large Survivor fans. I think Shan wasn't forced going out. Um, but I think that when you're a huge Survivor fan, you know, you can appreciate the game and you have people like Chelsea Walker before, but, you know, she went out early and you heard the raw emotion that she had when she got booted early. Um, but you understand that that's how it goes. You know, survivor is not fair. There is nothing that you are presented with that says survivor is going to be a fair game. Survivor right. is about, you know, social skills. It's about having a plan and it's about a shit ton of luck and you've got to have all those and you can't control luck. And so, I mean, if you just from our season, you know, you look at Luvu, which was a stacked tribe. When you just look at them on paper, when you look at them in pictures, you're like, these guys are stacked versus us. Um, But, you know, you can focus on that. And sometimes I'm like, why the hell wasn't I on Luvu? I want to be on Luvu. (laughs) But, you know, at the the end of the day, that's the way it goes. You're cast a lot. um, And that's something that you just have to kind of accept that that's the way Survivor rolls. And you've got to roll with what you're given. Um, And yeah. And, and I'll also say that's what makes, you know, I think people enjoyed watching Yasa because it was such a shit show in the beginning. And that was the entertainment, you know, Ua, you know, getting, you know, Matt Zing and watching them just self-destruct. That's the entertainment that they're looking for. And you were a part of that entertainment, regardless of, you know, how well you placed. And I think we all go into it wanting to win, wanting to play an, you know, an awesome game, a Tony game, a Sandra game, whatever type of game. Um, but the production and Survivor, they don't care how you place, you know, they're looking for people that can tell stories that have personalities um, that can, you know, express themselves well in confessionals. And that kind of goes into the whole casting part. You know, you see all these casting videos online where people are saying, ah, this is why I'm going to win survivor. This is why I'm such a huge fan. And honestly, that's all bullshit. They don't care about that. They care about people that can really articulate themselves and that people can relate to, and that can really tell stories. And I really believe that this cast really had a knack to do that. And that's mm-hmm. kind of why sitting at Ponderosa, hearing Brad tell about, you know, his 
farm stories where he got blown up by a huge, you know, propane canister. <laughs> his wife thought he was going to die as he was airlifted out to, uh, I think it was Utah. Um, and Jeannie mm. just telling the story of, you know, going to UCLA, meeting her wife, her whole, you know, just, just the, the depth of the characters uh, is, is what um, made this, um, made this cast so special. And I've got a couple of friends uh, that have met the cast and they've made, they, they've all made this comment when they've met the cast, they get why they were cast in the sense that you put them in the room and they just kind of pop because they're, it's, it's not that they've lived amazing lives. I mean, a lot of, a lot of the people have, but it's more of the fact that they can express and, and just kind of have this vivacious glow to them about, about the way they express themselves. Yeah. Adam and I have been saying this uh, since the season started that we thought this was one of the best newbies casts ever. So yeah, y'all were definitely like that. And um, yeah, we could also, we could also definitely tell that y'all were survivor stands, watched a lot of survivor. I mean, in the preseason you were talking about playing like, you know, Russell. So we were like, okay, well he knows who Russell is. So he obviously watched a lot of survivor you know, by the way, are you still a still a Russell Russell Stan? <laughs> I will always be a Russell fan. I think <laughs> I love the way he played. Um, and you know, part of it is, you know, going into it, I said I was not going to play aggressively in the beginning because I think you have to be my. I went into it being like, you know, you've got to kind of lay low in the beginning. I think that's actually a mistake in a three tribe season. Um, in a three tribe st- season, you've got to go balls to the wall in the beginning uh, because the three tribe season. You know, if you think about it, um, a three tribe season, when I got voted out, you know, there were five people left. And a lot of times, you know, and and Evie was gone. And so there's four people left. The finale at the end of the show, you're down to five or four people. Yeah. You know, that's that that's it. And you're at the end. And so there's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to scramble to. Um, And so it really does shift the way the game is played. And I think. You know, there's a lot of strategy talk out there. And I don't think that there's been a lot of strategy talk about three versus two season. And even though you think about, you know, oh, I don't know what how the season's going to start. I, I don't think I thought enough about how is my game going to change if this is a three tribe season. And I think that's one of the kind of, um, I won't say regrets, but something that I wish I paid a little more attention to. Um, I do remember watching uh, in quarantine Heroes, Healers, Hustlers. And thinking, wow, the game is so different when you start with three. Mm-hmm. And like, how how do you navigate that? Do you think that because there were three tribes, that's why the women just kind of naturally bonded together after they voted out Abraham? No. So the women bonded together instantly. And so the backstory is this, is that, and Evie is full upfront with this. Evie came in saying she wants a women's alliance. She will align with a women's alliance no matter what. That is what she wanted from the beginning. And Tiffany will even say that she did not want a women's alliance. But Tiffany was very, hey, this is, you know, Evie is passionate about this. So I'm going to latch on to this because she is Mm -hmm. so passionate about this and ride with this. Because why would I, you know, I'm in the majority. And the other thing about this is that, you know, Abraham was a universal vote. Like that was from days, days he was a universal vote. Um, you know, when we got back from the water challenge, which I did not want to do, you know, it was very obvious that he was on the outs. And when I got back, I was like, thank goodness. Like, I am terrified 
that, you know, after being away on day one, for four hours, that my name is going to be out there. And the saving grace was that Abraham dug his own hole. And so very, it was very easy to just let it go to be Abraham, especially because then he broke our flint on the first day. We didn't have fire on the first day. And, you know, in, in that beginning, you do not want to, uh, you know, upset the, the, the majority, because if you're trying to ruffle feathers early on in the beginning, then it's going to be you that's gone. Yeah. Um, as soon as Abraham was gone, you know, it was me and Xander, um, you know, we're down. Um, and so, yeah, that makes it hard, but, um, I, you, you know, I, I didn't go in knowing that Evie was going to say, you know, at all costs, I'm going to do a women's alliance. Mm. Right. Um, yeah, we were talking to Tiffany. She, um, a couple of days ago, she also said that, um, she could tell from the get go. I don't know if Evie directly told her from the get-go i want to do a women's alliance if she if she wasn't that blunt about it she said she definitely felt like that's what it was um leaning towards and kind of along the lines of what you said it felt like um eric maybe was uh like why did i know you said like he kind of dug his own hole what what exactly um did you see that caused him to do that tiffany said that he just started maybe throwing out names too soon but tip uh, and broke words. and broke the flint and broke flint <laughs> yeah i mean abraham i love the guy but Wow, he's playing the wrong season. He needed to play in season one. I mean, he he just he he comes from a background where you work hard. You you know, it's it's a very um, old school way where it's like you know he's black and white. And you know, if he thinks that Tiffany wasn't pulling her weight, he's going to express that and he's going to say that. And he's very set in his mind, and he's not about you know manipulating and strategy and all these things he just wears what he's thinking on his sleeve now that can be a good thing because you have that person on your side that's amazing because you know you know exactly where they stand the problem was was that he rubbed so many people the wrong way in that first day he rubbed the girls wrong because he was the only man there building the shelter with them and when he was barking out orders you can imagine right. how that comes across wrong and you've got three young women there um i'm oh, sorry I'm not three young women. Tiffany's in that group. You have two young women and one old <laughs> you know, facilitated person that can barely do anything. Um, but uh, they did not like that. And so, you know, instantly, um, you know, Abraham's on the outs. And we're not really going to have, Xander and I are not going to have the power to really flip that, nor are we necessarily going to want to. Um, and so, you know, and even if we had gone with Abraham, which we never considered, that would have been us three and them three. And, You've got to pull someone else in. And honestly, we had good vibes with Evie, but I could not break through with Liana in that first couple of days. And then Tiffany and I jived really, really well, but we really did not talk strategy in that first day. And, mm -hmm. and I should say that we were on the same page with Abraham. So we definitely talked about that, that being our strategy, getting Abraham out, but we didn't go beyond that. Um, yeah. So the Abraham vote, like after that, and like when you decided to make that decision, were you concerned about challenges leaving Tiffany on? No. So, so <laughs> the common, so the way in which they manipulated the edit is, you know, Abraham was like, "Did you see Tiffany? How she left that paddle?" And I think there was a scene where Xander and I were like, "Yeah, yeah, that was so bad." We did not believe that at all. Tiffany, okay. we we Tiffany got off the boat on that initial challenge to go get the paddles and put them in the boat while we searched for the other ones. And then it was us fucking up, not being able to find the damn paddle that was yellow. Underneath say, paddle gate. That was paddle gate. Paddle gate. Yeah. 
Um, so Tiffany didn't suck at that challenge. We sucked not finding that challenge. And actually, I'll say production sucked having it be the same color. Um, but, uh, you, you know, Tiffany didn't suck. And so it was only in Abraham's mind that this actually happened. What I will say is that Abraham couldn't really swim. You know, when he jumped off in that in, into from the boat and was trying to get to the, the canoe, he really could not swim. And that first challenge, he he's he's built like a tank, but he has his his gas tank is almost on empty. You know, he'll go in short spurts and then he's just completely gassed. And he's very um uh again, old school where it's like, I think it should be this way, it should be this way, blah, 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 blah. But there's not again the strategy and you know where to place people moving that that moving that heavy um, wagon up. I disagreed with what he was saying and I didn't want to come on too strong. Um, but you know, so I don't really think that Abraham was a strong challenge, you know, beast. I think that if he had stayed and Tiffany had gone in the water challenge, he would have found a way to cross the balance beam. Um, mm-hmm. But still, I don't think that that challenge was well suited for Abraham. You know, he would have had to swim. He would have gotten, you know, get over that. But I think he would have done okay. Um, but again, I don't think that it was like, oh, you chose to get rid of the super, super strong player. Well, mm-hmm. after you got voted out, Tiffany said she turned turned into a challenge beast. Anyways. Oh my! So, so she's uh, <laughs> it kills me. Challenge beast, really? I mean, so here's the thing: Yasa got so so. Yes, Abraham. I mean, uh, Xander and Tiffany. She threw some sandbags. She got them on. You know, yes, we had to cross some shit. The bottom line is, Ua sucked. I mean, JD, money. He's a kid, money. But oh my god, he the swimming ability is a little bit lacking. Throwing ability is a little lacking. Overall, lacking. You know, uh, the the whole, but all of Ua, all of Ua. You know, Brad and Sarah were probably their best athletes, and they got rid of Brad and Sarah up front. So mm-hmm. the reason why Yasa kept winning, and, and they did beat Luvu sometimes, so I'll give credit where credit is due. But the reason why is because Ua was sucking so much. Um, and so, you know, and the other thing is, is that I think that honestly, any tribe, you know, in the beginning, the first challenge is typically a strength challenge. Right. So you, you know, the first challenge, you need to have some brute strength. But throughout the history of Survivor, after that first challenge, you very rarely need just brute strength to win these challenges. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I, I think that the, the challenges change very frequently and, and use different strengths, you know, from endurance to, to other types of, you know, mental challenges. So, yeah, I I, I call into question Tiffany saying that she was a challenge. Mental challenges I, like counting triangles? <clears throat> counting triangles. Why in the world did we not do that? How many were there? Because we still don't know. I think there was 53, I think. Honestly, but here's here's the thing. And I, I said this on a different podcast. It does not matter how many triangles there are. Because it doesn't matter if you get it right. Because, you know, the way they set up that water versus triangle challenge is two people have to go and do the water challenge. Or the whole tribe can work on the triangle challenge and figure out what, you know, what the number is. And if you get the right number, you win. If you don't, then you have to go on without your machete. And that doesn't matter. It's Survivor. We'll find a way to, you know, make it work without a machete. You know, we're not going to die out there because we don't have a machete. Yeah, it will suck. But we're all together. We're all going to play um, uh, Survivor together. And so you're all going to be starting on the equal playing foot. 
but you know choosing to do the um uh the uh the, the water challenge really just sucked for me and xander and the backstory there between me and xander is the fact that xander was dying to do the water challenge he was like volunteering jumping up and down and the reason why he wanted to do this and he'll admit this is he wanted to take his shirt off in episode one and show off his ass <laughs> to all of the players. And he wanted to have, he says, I want to be epic in the first episode. And yeah. like going shirtless, carrying the water is going to be an epic way. And I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? This is for a million dollars. No, I don't care about how I look. Well, first of all, I don't have the six pack that Xander has, but I also don't want to like, you know, sacrifice my game just to look epic in episode one. And that's kind of why I was like, I was really, I was really trying to hide my anger in that first episode, especially when I was doing it with him, because I was so upset that somehow, you know, I got roped into doing this challenge that I completely disagree with doing. Right now, so the the second um, Yase vote um, obviously didn't go your way. Xander couldn't vote. Um, do you do you think he? Who do you think he would have voted for? If if he still could have voted, um, I think if he could have voted, we may have been able to actually work something out, um, uh. and uh, f figure out um, um, a different game plan. Um, so I, I, so here's the thing: he knew that I was going home at that because Evie had made sure to bring him on board last minute because Evie did not want to alienate him. Um, and mm -hmm. so that's why Evie told Xander that I was going home because she wanted to keep Xander in his pocket. And so as soon as she found out, she made sure that, that Xander knew, um, but they knew Xander didn't have a vote. And so they knew that he couldn't, you know, try and, uh, form it, form any, you know, secondary plot, plot or plan. Um, and so that's, um, that I would say is, is kind of the, um, it's hard to say because we all, everyone on the tribe knew that he didn't have a vote and that he was a non-entity, which is what made the, um, which is what made the vote so challenging because, you know, Evie was off on Advantage Island when, mm, you know, right. when and then um, two people got pulled from confessionals at each time. So, you know, when I got back to uh, the beach, it was me, Xander and Liana standing around while Tiffany got pulled first for her confessional. So, Tiffany is very focused on the fact that it's like, why were you throwing out my name? It was not just me that said Tiffany. It was Liana that said Tiffany and it was Xander that said Tiffany mm -hmm. because three of us are standing there together. And you can't say, you know, Tiffany had thrown out and Evie had thrown out as a decoy vote to fool me, me and Xander that it was going to be Liana. We can't say Liana. And there was this justification for Tiff. And so when Liana and Xander and me were all floating Tiffany, it made sense at that time. And then they got started pulling for confessionals where Ben Xander went for confessional and then me and Liana went for confessional. And so you have all this broken up day. And then Evie got back 10 minutes before we got, went into lockdown for tribal council. So it was just kind of this, um, you know, kind of really messy situation. That's something that you don't really understand when you're watching it is that mm -hmm. it's not like you have all this time in the world where you're all just running around and grabbing each other. I never talked one-on-one -on -one with Evie. Not because I didn't want to, not because I didn't try, but because I wasn't really allowed to. There was no time. Mm -hmm. Well, watching it from our perspective, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it it looked like there was nothing you could do on that vote. Like yeah. literally nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so the, the people have said, you know, when I thought about it, it was like, why didn't I just take out Xander? You know, why didn't I backstab and just say, 
you know, I'm going to take out Xander really quick. And the, the thing is, is that I thought, I did think maybe there is a women's alliance here. Maybe that is going, actually going on. But the thing is, is that then they need to take out Xander because Xander has an idol that's not activated. And so they have to take him out because if you get out rid of me and then his idol's activated, one of the girls is going home next. Um, but they, um, they, they, you know, Tiffany, you know, was, uh, you know, was, was emotional and made an, a, a rational, irrational, quick decision, split sec, um, that, that, you know, honestly didn't, you know, make the most sense um, from my perspective. But also if you think about from her game, you know, she's putting herself at risk by not getting out the person as the idol. And if it's activated and she'll say that, you know, the, you know, she was confident that the idol wasn't going to be activated soon, but that's, you know, and, 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 and she, I, I believe that she believed that, you know, but you don't know when the idol is going to be activated. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I said, you have to step aside for one second for a yeah. call. No worries there. Yeah. Um, Getting while he's doing that, I I uh, had I just emailed you because it's my streamyard still not letting me pull up. Um, the ah uh, uh, yes the fantasy uh, yes. teams yeah, yes I could... yes oh I just turned off my camera that wasn't that wasn't what I was trying to do here I was okay. trying to do uh, oh <laughs> my bad didn't mean to pull it up sorry all right so uh, that yeah. was the teams yeah so hey man. Let Here, me I'll, tell I'll you. Him, I'll put him away for now until he comes back. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I say that fantasy team. Look, you thought I was gonna. You thought you. You thought I was gonna lose. Like right off the bat, like I lose. I Sarah Voce in my top three, so mm-hmm. I lose my top three. However, like I had Shan, it was looking good for me. Like pre merge, it was looking good for me pre merge and like in the yeah. early of the merge, and then I had Deshaun. Who got second? Yeah. So at, le- at least one of my people got a vote at the end. Right. Right. But it's whatever, you know. Yeah. Well, while um while Bochi's taking a call, I guess we could talk about um memberships real quick. If you guys want to become a member, all you gotta do is hit uh join on the channel's main page. You get a chance to sit in on some interviews, maybe see them some of them early. Um yeah, all I gotta do is hit hit join on the channel's main page. Yeah, and I mean, Adam, aren't you excited for the Super Bowl? It's gonna be uh, the Bengals and the Rams, aren't you? I <laughs> guys, guys, who's gonna win that? Yeah, we'll see. Leave a comment. Who's gonna win the Super Bowl? <clears throat> Rams. Should we do a live stream? Yeah, live stream the Super Bowl. We'll get we'll get copyrighted, but <laughs> yeah, probably probably get that taken down. It's okay though. Yeah, yeah. Um, also subscribe. We got a Discord. What else we got? Yeah, I mean the Discord's Discord's dope. I need to let me tell you, I made a Minecraft server for myself. Maybe I should make a Survivor Buffs Reality Pop Minecraft server. <laughs> have have Minecraft Survivor. Who has mm-hmm. nobody's done that. You know, so. you compete. See, like, right, you have all these orgs. I don't know if mm-hmm. Voce's ever done an org. I, I will have to ask him. Yeah. I, I have a feeling he might have done he, he might have done an org in the past. But uh well, who do you think it from this season is most likely to have done one? Do an org? Yeah. Well, like I'd probably before. say JD. I'd probably say JD because mm. he's young. 
like yeah. younger. I don't know if Foche had done an org because he works at a hospital and probably has no time. And those are so freaking time consuming. Mm -hmm. I definitely think Ricard has done one mm -hmm. though. But I think yeah. I think Ricard's done one. He's like so deep in there, but hey, it's whatever. Have you done an org? I have not, but I know what it is because I was very um my casting story was a little obsessive. Um, okay. When I when I do things, I go all in. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I had watched just two seasons when I first got hooked on Survivor. Uh, mm -hmm. It was thirty seven was live, and I was like, I'm going to do this. Um, mm -hmm. And I went to Reddit, which you should never do, but I went. Right. To and I submitted a video, and I got a call back right away. And there were people that had you know gotten callbacks, and so I created this group on Reddit that was basically people had gotten callbacks. And everyone was kind of sharing information about, you know, where they were in the process. And a bunch of them had done or, um, orgs, whatever you call it, orgies. Um, uh, and that sounded wrong. <laughs> I just realized that, yeah, we're going to call them orgs. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, I know people that have done them. But, no, I have not personally done them. Is that Reddit group still? Does oh, it still exist? Still, still really active. And people are still really? in that group going through the casting process and having nice. success. And so... There's been many people that have been through finals that have um, gotten calls. and Wow. Um, Did anyone else from your season, were they in the group beforehand? Um, so uh, someone else was at a different um, – oh, so not they were not cast on the season, but uh, mm. they were one of the finals. Um, and so mm, okay. people at different stages in the process. And so it's Reddit has – Reddit is by and large not a great uh, <laughs> resource, but um, this was awesome. Yeah. And I've actually – at the finale party, there were two people from the Reddit group that came. Wow! And so it's uh, it's it, it's cool because it was it kind of helped the neuroticism um, of uh, going through the whole process because the whole process is very. Um, they say that they're a bad uh, uh, partner uh, girlfriend that doesn't really call you back um, because yeah. you, you don't hear <laughs> until you hear. And so right. it was very nice to have people that were going through the process that were like, "Oh, hey, we got this email about you know." finals where we got this email about wardrobe things like that so kept you a little right bit. is there anyone from your season you think did orgs before we getting guest ricard and jd or his guests? um I, yeah i wouldn't be surprised if jd did i'd be surprised if ricard did to be honest um okay i know some people from 42 did it um okay but, uh, yeah i don't know I don't, orgs I, orgs kind of like really popped up over covid because everybody's home they're mm -hmm. like they're off work and like they're nerds and survivor so like of course they want to do like these orgs and i mean orgs are just like there's so many like you yeah. can i have people i have friends who like do an org like every weekend it's ridiculous yeah but it sounds I, like a lot of time <laughs> yeah it is a lot of time because i did i did one and it was with ethan zahn yeah and janet from 39 and that that like literally took up like most of my nights for a whole month and it was crazy and ethan that's that's a good pairing it's um yeah yeah janet wiped the floor with ethan really? I, I was the last remaining ethan it's a whole story yeah. i went out in four i was the fallen angel it's whatever <laughs> no. but you know did i was you, encouraged did you get the fallen angel music, music? I didn't, but they gave me the Fallen Angel edit. Like I felt like I felt like Kelly Wentworth, like when she went out, like when she lost the challenge and dropped the ball, you know, in Game Changers. Like that's how I felt. Cambodia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cambodia. Sorry. 
type. I'm not a um, fan. I still haven't done one yet, but um, Coach Drew is another podcaster on our channel. He's uh, really into them, and he's trying to get me to do one. But I always um, encourage people, if they think they would do good on Survivor, go on to an org because everybody who says, oh, I would freaking win Survivor, I'm like literally – like I watch so much – survivor there's no way i wouldn't win but then like they get out there and they don't know how to deal with actual people and emotions yep. and social strategy yep. so it's always interesting you know so the funny thing is they um production they actually in the game when you're doing confessionals and they very rarely they, they're just talking to you and so you know right. last uh, maybe my quickest one was maybe 15 20 minutes but you'll have confessionals go an hour an hour and a half and they're just talking about life with you, just trying to get, you know, a couple of clips from you. But they don't really, it's really you expressing yourself out there. And they're trying to maybe lead you a little bit, but there's nothing where you're really like, oh, they're trying to get me to say something. In preseason, though, there are, they, they will say, like, tell me that you're going to win and why you're going to win. And I was like, mm, no, <laughs> you are not going to get me, you're not going to get a soundbite of me saying, I'm going to win the million dollars. And so I would always say like survivors about strategy and luck married together and so and social skill. Um, and they did not like that. They were like, yeah, but you can start by saying like, you know, I'm going to win because and I was like, no, I will not say I'm going to win. You are not going to have that satisfied of me anywhere. Um, but you can't, you can't say that your preseason press that you were not polarizing. I mean, oh no, on. I was extremely, no, I was, here's the thing. I was shocked that preseason. Although the the, uh, the scalpel comment, they asked me. They're like, "Think of something medical that you can like, you know, be uh, like, say how you're gonna get someone like in a medical way." I was like, when I saw that club, I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> no!" I, I, they, they, yeah, they led me into that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's it's shocking that you know the way in which you can uh, come across when you don't mean to come across a certain way, and you know. The, the other kind of side to that, too, is when you go through casting, when you get contacted from casting, the first thing that you get is the long is this thing called the long app. And it's like, I think it's like four or five pages. And it's all these questions, you know, what survivor player are you going to play like? You know, what what drives you and stuff? And when you're going through the casting process, you have to remember, you are trying to play up an archetype. You are trying to play up your personality so that you kind of pop on the sheet. And so one of the things when I went through casting that um, my casting producer said is like, you know, you're new to Survivor. So you need to prove to, to, to people, to, to Jeff, to Matt, to the other producers that you know Survivor. So, you know, I got a lot of criticism being like, who are you going to play like? And I listed like six or eight people. The reason why I did that, I would have just listed, you know, probably Russell and Cass, which I know people would have issues with anyway. But um, I listed, I think, literally like 10 people. And it's because I wasn't doing it for the preseason content. I was doing it to get cast. I wanted them to know that I actually knew survivor players and I knew what they had done. And so that entire, you know, annoying um, character of yourself is you're trying to get cast at that point. And so you're, you're not doing, you're not writing shit to, to that you think is going to be out there. Cause I had no, I was nowhere near thinking, Oh, this is going to be my bio that's out there, but that's yeah, put out. Mm. <laughs> Russell and Cass, that's quite the. Oh my goodness, the, they're so entertaining. Quite the duo. I know, I know. No, no, not not play exactly like them. I I, I appreciate their uh, their no bullshit, um, and mm. then they go out there to you know, Cass is like 
Crimea River, you know, that, that type. Right. Like, this is Survivor. I'm here to play. I, I appreciate that type of black and white. Right. Um, I wanted to ask you judging me for saying that now. <laughs> I'm not judge. I'm not. Yeah, no, no judgment. Don't, don't, don't give me bullshit. I know you're judging. I'm not judging. Dude. I, I would judge me if I said You got to, you got, you got, you got to go back and watch what we were saying about you preseason soon, because we've been saying this, like, like, obviously we're kind of connected with Russell. So we like Russell too. And, you know, we were like, we need a villain. Like, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. You know, I will say this. Survivor is I love Survivor. Through and through. Get that out there. But I feel like they've gone they've gone soft. Like you you need some like someone that just owns it. And it's like, come on, I'm here to to play. I'm here to like and that doesn't mean that you're stupid and you know go out and just ruin all your relationships. And I mean Russell obviously had a fatal flaw in both of his games, you know, in terms of not doing jury management. But mm -hmm. um he was someone that was fun to watch. And like even if you hated Russell, like you still, he gave you people to root for that Sandra was going against him and was, and was like, you know, no, Russell, yeah. I'm against you. So I, I think those characters, you know, really, uh, I don't know, provide provide entertainment. We, I mean, even though, even though you went out kind of early, we were still, kind, we were starting to see that a little bit with your infamous idiots confessional, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, there would have been a few more confessionals. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. While you were on the phone, we, we were able to pull up the, um, so that was our fantasy. Oh, no. Me and uh, Gideon, you, you didn't do very well in the beginning, other than Deshaun. Roche, I put all my, I put all my eggs on you, man. I was like, I was like, he's taking it. He's winning it. And um, funny story. I was like, <laughs> so we, we came out with that draft and came out with that episode. And I was like, dude, I'm telling you, Voce's taking it. Like, he's either like, if he's not out first, I think he's going to win. So I'm just going to be like, yeah, he's going to win. And and Ricard texted me yeah. uh, after and was like, really? Like, you really are putting all your eggs on Voce? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, is there a problem? And he didn't text me back. I guess, now I, I guess now I know why. I appreciate, I appreciate the confidence. Of course, of course. Well, man, you 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 drew the short end of the stick, and you know that, man. It was yeah. like you just did, you weren't given a lot of room to breathe, and it was yeah. it was painful to watch. I mean, I was I was let's say that the episode after when me and Adam were gone, we were we were both pretty heartbroken. I appreciate that, and you know, the, and, and I'll always say this: that's the way Survivor goes. You can't control everything. I think one of the consolations that I have after going through it, and it, and one one of the things that sucked was that when I got voted out, you know only ua members came after me and then you know mm -hmm. sydney joined us um but i really had no idea why i was voted out you know i didn't really know about the women's alliance i didn't know exactly what had happened and so you know we were separated and then we we because of covid we got sent home early and you know while the game was still going on and so i was you know i i actually remember still being in a going back to the operating room and operating while the game's still being played and, you know, operating and having flashbacks, being like, was that what I screwed up? Wait, I remember this conversation. I was like so distracted being like, what the hell happened? And then, you know, the cast came back and it's like, no one really, you're, everyone's very self-absorbed into their own game, their own experience. And so, you know, it's, you come back and, you know, I talked to Xander and Xander, you know, obviously, you know, played so much more of a game and he has his own demons to work through. And, you know, you're talking to people and it wasn't really clear for I mean, honestly, for I would say three or four months, what 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 happened? Because everyone has their own narrative, 
Um, right. and everyone, you know, tries to remember. And, and if you think about it, if you're in the game and you survive the vote where I go out, that's really not a, a significant event for you to really, and you, you don't necessarily like give it a ton of thought. Um, yeah. so that, that just sucks. But I, I think the, the long story short consolation is that I think when people watched it and what's actual reality is that there, I, I really don't think there was like a fatal error that I did um that, that that caused the exit so that's like you know i that's consolation for me at the same time you know someone like brad who you know people can say he played big and you know he made a target but he went out because he had an idol and he didn't have a vote and then he you know he had an advantage that's why he got voted out and so that makes sense it makes sense why he got voted out um mm -hmm. and so i think that's easier to kind of process and be like yeah i i get why you know why i was a target and why you know people betrayed me well, so looking back now, is there anything you think that like you could have done to make a pass to at least make a pass that vote? Yeah. So I I think that there's definitely, I mean, I got voted out. So there's definitely things I could have done. I don't think there's anything <clears throat> I would have done differently. And, you know, I, I go back to this because there was a part when um, Tiffany was done with her confessional and she was back with me and she was chopping coconuts and she looked at me and she said, you're not voting me out, are you? And I was like, this is a very odd conversation. Like, why is she? And then I was like, she's just being extremely paranoid. And, you know, Tiffany and I were really close as friends and we still are. We literally talk and more scream at each other every single day. Um, literally she screamed at me today for about an hour after hearing my podcast when I set the truth straight. Um, but, um, you know, we clicked and we never really, there was still, you know, she was, uh, she'll even say she was emotional. She was, she was tired. She was sleep deprived and she was kind of all over the place. And so, you know, we did not go deep into strategy. And so it's like, should I have gone deep in strategy? Yes. I should have probably gone deeper in strategy with her, but I also feared that that would have come across as Evie, um, me being disloyal to Evie and Xander. And so that's kind of the way the, the checks and balances I was trying to weigh. Not that I wasn't, talking to her you know we both had a plan we were both telling each other what the plan was going forward the other thing that i'll say is that tiffany was saying that the vote was leon and mm -hmm. i up that there was something wrong with that 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 was not the real vote and so tiffany and evie both said that we were all voting leon and you know and that obviously was, was you know the decoy vote um and so that so yeah so long story short I should have done something different, but I don't think I would have in those circumstances. And I don't think that there was a fatal error that I did where I wasn't reading the room right. Um, mm -hmm. I think the way that the cards went. Right. Yeah. Well, so you so you go home while the game's still being played. So obviously you weren't present for um, when they announced the vote live on the island. Did you not know who won until the finale party? No, we knew right away. We, we, oh. we, we knew, I, I think I knew within 12 hours of the cast landing mm. who, and okay. giving the phones back who had won. Um, okay. the, the, and that's, that goes back to the whole, you know, the pre-jury being very in the loop. You know, um, I, it, it's funny to see it play out. You know, mm -hmm. I, I actually, I didn't need to watch it play out because I had heard, you know, the story so many times. Xander, when he actually got back, um, he wanted to catch up and he called me one night I think I got home from the hospital at like 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. at night. And I remember taking a screenshot of, of this phone call. And we talked from 9 p.m. at night 
until 4 a.m. in the morning during the work week. And I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. I've got to, and I was like, hey dude, I've got to go because I've got to go to work now. Um, and I was like, I don't think I've ever talked to anyone on the phone for seven hours straight. Um, it's just like everyone needed to deal with their demons and deal just with- Just game talk? Oh, 100% game talk. Wow. I mean, it is not, so it is unhealthy the amount of time <laughs> that has been spent talking about this game. Um, and it, it's funny, everyone's at different stages. You know, I've, 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 I like to think, and I, I have, I've closed the chapter on the Survivor book in terms of, you know, season 41 and, and kind of made, made, made peace with it. Everyone's at different um, stages of that process. But, you know, it, you hear, you know, I would hear all the stories from all the different angles. It's funny because I heard Erica and Xander independently tell me about the scene where they're on the beach and, you know, the, the POC Black Alliance comes up and is like, hey, we need to go talk about this boat and goes and leaves Xander and Erica on the beach. And they're like, what the hell? And it was like, literally, I already had that scene in my mind because I had heard that scene talked out so much that I yeah. had really actually lived through that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it, it's 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 kind of, um, it, it's cool in the way that, you know, the cast is, you know, so close that you've actually kind of lived through these experiences and, you know, we knew all the votes, all the twists, all the, you know, do and dies, um, you know, that, 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 that came along with it. So, um, yeah. yeah. Who, besides Tiffany, who do you, who would you say you talk to the most now? Uh, Sarah, by, by far Sarah. So Sarah, Sarah and I got really, really close on Ponderosa, uh, because mm-hmm. you know, it, we're, I mean, I'm older, but she, we're kind of, you know, similar back backgrounds in the sciences. She had actually taken the MCAT and then we would, um, you know, to stay sane together, we'd go out kayaking for a couple hours each day. Um, and we'd Mm -hmm. go hiking together and, you know, go running together. And so, um, yeah, we, we just, we hit it off and, um, just kind of became really, really good friends. And, um, she is from LA also. And so she was time in LA. So when I was back in LA visiting family, um, connected with her in Sydney, and then she was looking for jobs and, and was praising Chicago. And then she came, ended up loving Chicago and has now moved here. And so um, we actually, we just, um, yesterday we went shopping together and then went out to dinner. So we, we, we talk daily and then we probably see each other about once or twice a month at least. So oh, um, nice. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely grateful for, uh, for the friendship that I have with her and just the friendships in general. You know, there's, it's preseason uh, and, and I still believe this. I went into Survivor to win a million dollars. I didn't go into Survivor to have my cup filled up, like Elaine Stout said. Like I, you know, I'm thankful to uh, uh, to enjoy what I do in my life outside of Survivor, and to have you know the experiences and everything that I've had. And so it's like I went into Survivor to play a great game and to win a million dollars. I didn't go in for relationships and I'm it's it's nice that that just fell in the lap and I'm grateful for that because um, I by no means expected that to come out of it and I literally have lifelong friends that it's just not something that you know once survivors over that those go away it's like you know literally today Tiffany Evie and I were texting um, you mm-hmm. know I, you know Xander and I are gonna go get Korean barbecue in the next couple of weeks so these are just friendships that you know, go on. And Erica, who I never, you know, was not on the same tribe with and all that stuff, you know, she came to Chicago um, a few weeks ago and we all, you know, mm-hmm. got together. So 
it's a yeah it's a unique connection that being said you go on the amazing race <laughs> who are you going with i mean here's the thing i just said you go on these shows to win and so you know i would go on amazing <laughs> race and be like i want to win um right. so you know i'd want to take someone you know that you know that could travel real well that would be athletic that could do all this but i mean America needs to see me and Tiffany together. <laughs> you need yeah. to see us battle each other out. Like, I mean, I would murder her because she's so crazy. And I, I know she would get lost. And I know she would be, you know, just yelling like at everything that I would do. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like I would have confidence that we could survive um, mm -hmm. yeah, the, the torture of it because we can yell and scream at each other and be just fine. And I mean, if you think about it, you know, Tiffany is the single reason why I went home and I'm <laughs> such a great person that I have forgiven her and that we are still good friends. So really I'm the great person and she's just the evil one that, you know, I've, uh, I've, I've forgiven. Right. That's great. Absolutely. Would you, um, would you, would you play though? Like if they asked you to play, is that something you would, you would consider? Yeah, I think, you know, the bottom line is absolutely it's like it's i i think i said this before it's kind of like a drug it's it's embarrassing to say but it's like when you're out there it's literally like you're you have a, you have a high from playing the game because it's like you know mm -hmm. you kind of go through the rat race of life and you know it's it's always um uh, actually uh, christy hoffbeck talked about this i think she did a ted talk about how you're always looking for like the next thing in life um and mm -hmm. um you know she um I think that Survivor kind of takes you out of your life and it puts a pause on everything and mm -hmm. makes you just like live in that moment. And it's like, you know, you're there and that's all you're doing. Kind of the whole world kind of falls away. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's addicting. And, you know, my, my schedule is a little crazy, so I'm not sure I could play again, but um, I would do everything um, possible to play again because it's um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a once in a life experience. Absolutely. Well, we definitely love to see you back. Um, have you on another fantasy team? That'd be cool. Yeah. Be cool. Try and actually do, do, do like you rank me. I would still draft you high. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, David, thanks so much for uh, coming on. It was an absolute pleasure to talk thanks to you. Yeah. We've been following you since the first leaks came out. We did like a pre-cast assessment too, just based on like, people's like Instagrams or Facebook accounts that we found. So that was fun. And then did a real one and the fantasy draft and the recaps, but now to actually talk to you and hear about your game has been uh, pretty cool. So thanks awesome. so much for sharing your game with us and your thoughts. Well, thanks guys for all you do. Appreciate having you out there giving content for, uh, you know, cause it's a, it's survivor is a great game, but you know, I think mm -hmm. that a lot of people enjoy the analysis and everything that comes after that too. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Appreciate that. Um, have a good rest of your week, man. All right. Thanks you everyone too. for watching.